the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. You are listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. It's AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Bit after 4, we're going down to 38 tonight with cloudy skies. Staying cloudy tomorrow. Bring the umbrella along. You're probably going to need it. Looks like one of those days where the rain's on more than it's off. Thunder shower too likely tomorrow. High near 50. Flyers lost to Montreal last night. That's tough because that's the team they're trying to pass to sneak into the playoffs. They're six points out with nine games to go. Try and get back on track tomorrow night at Chicago at 8.30. Sixers got by Charlotte last night, 118-114. Ben Simmons of 28, J.J. Redick 27. It's their fifth win in a row. They were home tonight against Boston at 7. Phil's lost this afternoon, 3-1 to Detroit. They did make an announcement that Bobby Abreu, the former uh, right fielder, is going to be the uh, new Wall of Fame inductee. August 3rd, the ceremony for that at Citizens Bank Park. One of many special nights, I'm sure, will be at the ballpark over the course of the year. Temple losing to Belmont last night in NCAA March Madness Hoops. So they are uh, out of the tournament at this point. Before we go any further, I want to give away a Duncan or a Wawa gift card because I find myself getting into the program and forgetting or it gets shoved near the end. So if you'd like to win a gift card to Wawa or Duncan, courtesy of Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown, give a call right now, 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-9345. You don't have to know the uh, square root of pi to the 14th digit or decimal You don't have to know really anything except how to call 800-560-9345. And I think we have our winner right here. Hello, WFIL. Who's this? Yeah. Hi, this is Sabella. Hey, where are you doing? What's going on? It's happening. Not so much. Well, you're a winner. Congratulations. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. Sure. We're my day. (laughs) Well, we like doing that. Where are you listening today? I am listening in Trevis. Pennsylvania. Okay. Are you working or just uh, hanging out? Just coming, just coming home for work. Okay. What do you do for work? I am a, um, oh gosh, what the heck am I? I just got a promotion. <laughs> well, um, good. Assistant manager. Nice job. What what field do you? In the um, financial. Okay. Great. Well, congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. I'll put you on hold here and Joe will get your info so we can mail that out to you. Sounds great. All Thanks right. again. Sure. Have Make a sure you're you're welcome. You too. Uh, yeah, Joe, our fine producer, the hardest working producer in Philadelphia radio from four oh two to four fifty eight fifty. That's Joe's. It's actually on his business card. He'll get your info down there, and uh, we're glad to have these gift cards to hand out to cover the cost of a few coffees or some donuts or a hoagie or something. Courtesy again of Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown. So today I wanted to, um, there's like a lot going on. There always is a lot going on. And I wanted to just pause for a moment in case you're relatively new to the program and give you a little idea of why we're here. 
and kind of the approach we take. I want to play some clips from some of the interviews we've done and let you know who's coming up even in the next couple of days. Uh, I myself have worked in radio the past 30 years, including part-time uh, on our sister station, WZZD, which is now WNTP 990. It went from part-time to full-time, did a full-blown morning, uh, full-blown morning show there for a number of years in the mid-90s to the mid-2000s. And uh, wound up working at another network for a number of years and came back to the WFIL Fold uh, last June and started the program in September. And uh, one of the big reasons we're here is because we want to be able to build into the community. So as things happen, we do things like these contests to have a chance to connect with folks in the tri-state area. We also, though, want to build bridges. Uh, if, I have, if I had to pick one verse that the program is based on, it would be John 3.16. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And so the guests that we've had on the program certainly reflect that, that whole idea of whoever believes in him should not perish. And uh, we want, uh, I know my heart's cry, and I believe that the radio station too, we want this to be a place where if you are a Christian, you're encouraged and you're able to keep growing and be challenged too. It's part of it. But we also want you to know if you're listening and you're not a Christian that you're welcome and you're welcome to listen and ask questions and think and be in touch. You can always email. Uh, my address is simply Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D at WFIL.com. Our text line for the show is 610-500-DOVE. That's the number we were given by Verizon. So I'll take it. It's kind of funny that the last four letters spelled DOVE. But again, 610-500-DOVE. Feel free to communicate that way. Or you can call 800-560-WFIL during the program. As the program has developed, we've had a lot of guests from a lot of walks of life. Some are authors, some are musicians or uh, in a band. Some are um, in the world of sports. Some are in the world of politics. Some are in the world of entertainment. Most have been believers, but not all. Not all our guests have been. And I don't know about you, but I hope that the program incorporates some of that element because when I turn the mic off and walk out of the room in 53 minutes, I'm going into the world and I hope that uh, I have opportunities to build bridges with people or, or be a blessing to those who don't know the Lord as well as those who do. So this program hopefully reflects that and we're going to take a short break now, but when we come back, I want to play a cross-section of the clips that we've had since we started last fall, give you an idea of what the program's about, and remind you that we have full podcasts of all the shows since last September, and that way you're welcome to you know, listen at, to your, you know, at your heart's content, to your heart's content, at your convenience, and so we'll get into the, give you an idea of what's available on our site at WFIL.com, coming up in just a moment. It's the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. 411, the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Uh, one of the many guests we've had the privilege of having as we jump into our segment here and give you a cross-section of guests we've had on the Tim DeMoss Show. At the very beginning of this year, the first week of 2019, we had Jody McBrayer on the program. Jody, part of a, a Christian pop group, 
Avalon. It's been around for many years. They had tons of number one singles and albums and all that, and great with the vocals and the and the message they brought. And he and I got to know each other over the last 20 years. We're friends on Facebook. And one day, around Christmas, I saw a post of his on Facebook. He, he really puts himself out there and shares his heart often. And he had a post that um, I, I was like, I sent him a message. I was like, Jody, if you can come on and just share this, I mean, I can read it. But I think it would mean more coming from you. So to his credit, he found a way to hop on and share. And this is what uh, Jody had to say about the post that he put on Facebook. This is Jody McBrayer from the group Avalon. Well, I mean, it, you know, it's hard. It, it was a long post. Um, and I think usually when I write long posts, I warn people ahead of time, this is going to be long. So if you, but you got to read it till the end. And this was one of those posts. It was just, um, you know, last week was just one of those weeks, the culmination of Christmas and a lot of different just personal things that were going on in our lives. My, my wife's father um, had a stroke last year. And so he's, debilitated and not able to get around and it just you know it, it just made for a difficult christmas and i'm sure a lot of people have those stories where everybody's got their set of circumstances i mean life is life and you know it's not always a story but christmas and this year for us was difficult too because um in early november i caught a virus and that virus caused me to develop an infected uh pocket um, on my vocal cords and it created a cyst hmm. And so the cyst came up. Literally, I was singing fine, top-notch. Everything was fine. I woke up the next morning and had no voice, couldn't even speak. So the cyst came up overnight, and um, <clears throat> it was it was very difficult for me. You know, somebody as a musician and as a singer who uses I, – I don't find my identity in my voice anymore, but I definitely use my voice as a key to unlock the door for ministry for me. And sure. so not having that, it was a challenge. And the doctors told me, hey – you know, if you're going to not damage your vocal cords, you have to stop singing. And so I was forced to take um, five, almost six weeks off of work, which meant canceling uh, quite a few Christmas dates, things like that. And, you know, Christmas, that time of year that you need more money than normal, and yes. I had less coming in. Um, we were fine. We had enough to pay our bills and all those things. But, you know, there just wasn't a whole lot extra. Yeah. And then on top of it, the voice, my voice was coming back slower than I'd, I'd hoped it would, and, and we prayed that it would. And um, so I don't know. I think I just kind of reached a, a powder keg moment where I was in my car driving, and, and I was just speaking to God. And I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that you just should speak out loud to God and don't try to hide your feelings because he knows them anyway. So, mm. you know, you might as well just talk to him. And he was venting to God and just, you know, asking him, you know, why this and why that, and honestly kind of being a baby, I'm being honest. <laughs> um, and, you know, at the time I was, I thought it was, it was necessary, but after I look back on it, especially after I read that post a couple of times, I'm like, gosh, Jody, such a baby. Anyway, long story yeah. short, um, yeah. the, the, the low fuel light came on and I had to pull into the gas station. Um, the Kroger fuel stop. Yes. And I've made that trip a um, number of times. I have family in Chattanooga oh, and Nashville. So I, Oh yeah. 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 You got to use those Kroger fuel points, you know? That's right. And so, um, the gas, I pulled up and I um, stuck my card in and proceeded to pump the gas. And I, I wasn't really paying attention to the person that somebody had pulled up on the other side of me. And there were just the two of us in this gas station. And it was cold outside and kind of rainy. And the girl, I heard the girl, she was on the phone. And I overheard her tell her mother, because I knew it was her mom. She said, Mom, I'm getting there as fast as I can. Um, something like, I won't make it. 
if I don't put gas in my car. She goes, even if it's just a St. Thomas, which we live in Franklin, Tennessee, St. Thomas Hospital is in Nashville. It's about 20 miles away. Yeah. And so she said, if I don't put gas in my car, I'll, I won't make it. And she and I heard her say, and I'll get choked up talking about it, but I heard her say, please just hold his hand and tell him to hold on that I'm coming. And I heard this and and I just was like my body sort of went numb. Like I was overwhelmed with the grief that I could hear in her voice. And all the while she's talking, she's struggling with her credit card, putting it in and it would beep. She'd pull it out and she was frustrated and she'd stick it in and pull it out. And she probably did that four times. And finally, after the fourth time, I just walked around to the other side and I put my card in her slot and pulled it out and entered my PIN number. And she just kind of stared at me and I said, and she said, thank you so much. You have no idea. And I, and I just interrupted her and said, look, I'm having a bad day too. It doesn't sound like it's anywhere near what yours is. Just get there and be safe. And so she, I went around, finished filling up my car, put the, put the gas thing back in the, you know, the pump. And she had already left at this point. And so I was sort of nervous. I was like, oh, my gosh, I bet, I bet she filled up her tank, you know, 100 bucks. But <laughs> I felt like that's what God wanted me to do. Yeah. And I walked around the corner, and she put $7 in her tank, $7, just enough for her to get from Franklin to Nashville. And wow. um, So she even you know, knew, just, right? She, she probably just knew this is all I need. She wasn't even taking advantage of, no, of the she situation. Take, she could have taken advantage of the situation. She could have let it pump and fill up or whatever, but she didn't. She just put $7 in and she left. And, you know, I got in the car and I shut the door and I didn't even drive away. I started to cry because I'm a weeper. The older I get, the more I cry. I don't know what the deal is. Um, (laughs) But I looked up at heaven. I said, okay, I get it. I get it. You know, if we, if we aren't willing to step outside of ourselves and help others and, and to give to others, even in the midst of our difficulty, then what makes us think we're deserving of anything? at all ourselves. And the process of becoming better is never fun. Um, and I quoted a Steve Green song, an old Steve Green song from the late eighties, early nineties yeah. called the refiner's fire. And the lyric says the refiner's fire has now become my soul desire purged and cleansed and purified that the Lord be glorified. He is consuming my soul, refining me and making me whole. And no matter what I choose, no matter what I may lose, I choose the refiner's fire. Mm. And that song played over and over in my head the entire time I drove home. You know, every every difficulty that we face is part of God's refining process. There's no mistakes in it. There's no coincidences. And if we start to look at life like that, maybe we will end up just a little bit better than we were before and maybe a little bit smarter, a little bit wiser. And that that's that's my hope for myself and for everybody. It's Jody McBrayer of the group Avalon. Had Jody on on the 4th of January. If you want to hear the entire podcast of that, that's the one to look up. January 4, 2019. WFIL.com. It's a podcast tab right in the top of the homepage. Drop-down menu says Tim DeMoss Show, and you go there and then kind of scroll through them. Uh, The newest one is on top, so you just kind of have to click over a few pages and you'll find the one with Jody McBrayer. We had another Jody on the program a little over a month later. Jody with an I. Jody Benson, otherwise known as Ariel with The Little Mermaid. And she joined the program on February 11th. Going to play our uh, chat with Jody coming up in just a moment as we do a little uh, cross-section of what the Tim DeMoss Show has been and Lord willing where it's going. We'll give you an update on some of the guests that we've just confirmed even today. 
It's all coming up next on AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. 423 AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Just heard a clip from our interview with Jody McBrayer from the Christian pop group Avalon, which happened in early January. On the 11th of February, we had another Jody, Jody with an I, Jody Benson, otherwise known as Ariel from The Little Mermaid, join our program and let's listen in on how that conversation went. Hey, Tim, how are you? (laughs) Good, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. Excellent. I brought in an expert. I mean, I've seen Little Mermaid many times, but I brought my expert daughter, eight-year-old Theodora. And say hi, Theodora. Hi. Hi, Theodora. How are you, sweetie? (laughs) I'm good. Oh, it's so nice to meet you. I love your name. Thank you. Named after my mom. So that's that's, beautiful. Yeah. Well, congratulations on the anniversary of Little Mermaid. And thank you so much. We're so excited. I bet. From what I've read, too, your your faith plays a a large role. As I was reading your story and thinking through the path, you know, God's all over it, isn't he? Yes, he is. It's been an incredible journey of my life story. Not what I would have planned in a million years. I was a Broadway girl, and that was it. And Howard Ashman um, invited me to audition for Mermaid after our ill-fated Broadway musical Smile shut down so quickly. He was nice to invite all the girls. And a year and a half later, got the call that I got the part, and I just thought I was going to disappear back into Broadway and just do my thing. But Disney decided it was going to change the face of animation forever with our second golden age. And Boy, I, a press tour started and life changed, you know, and God said, okay, turn right. And I did, and I've never looked back. It's been an incredible ride, an um, amazing journey for my husband and our kids. And, uh, you know, to be part of the Disney family um, for the past 34 years has been a huge honor. Yeah. Well, and prior to even doing the Broadway, because you, you wouldn't consider where you grew, growing up where you did not to be a hotbed right. of... Uh, you know, right? You was it because it kind of a, a place where there wasn't a lot of live theater, no, right? No, so I'd never seen a Broadway show. I grew up in Rockford, Illinois, small town. Um, really didn't know anything about the industry. I just knew that I loved to sing, dance, and act. And Theodora, when I was um, your daughter's age, when I was eight, I told my mom, "I want to be a working actor. I don't want to be a star. I don't need <laughs> to make a lot of money. I want to be a working actor to sing, dance, and act." but I don't want to be a waitress. And so it was just like, I just, I don't know where I came up with this plan because I'd never seen a show. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but you got there too, when you got through college and you got, even in college, right? Didn't you kind of say, well, on a practical note, I better study something. Yeah. I thought I'd go into pre-law. So I was going to major in psychology and minor in theater. And when I went to college, I got the lead in the first musical and that's kind of when it really clicked. And I had a voice teacher for the first time my freshman year. And then I got a job my first semester of my sophomore year and I left uh, and I started working professionally. And then when I was doing Crazy for You on Broadway with my husband's help, I went back to college remotely online. And then for my one week vacation of Crazy for You, I went back on campus and I finished my exams and my practicals and my concert. 
and I walked and I got my degree. So good job. <laughs> Ten years later. Well, and part of your story, and as I mentioned, you know, the fact that you had ensemble roles for a while, yes. and could have been comfortable in that, and yet yes. you felt like God was calling you to more than that. So yes. you kind of your husband encouraged you, right, to kind of say. Yeah. The key thing is to stop, right? Stop. Yeah. Don't take the next pink contract. Wait for the white one. <laughs> and uh, I was really scared because I had another ensemble show for a Broadway show and a tour. And my husband, Ray, just said, no, you've got you've to set the boundary. So I did not take that pink contract. And I waited for the white contract, which is a principal role. And it happened about six months later, I think. It was a long six months. I didn't quite know if I had made the right decision, but, um, you know, he kept saying, I really feel like this is what God has for you and you've got to give it a go now. You know, this is the time. So, yeah, yeah, it was an amazing journey. Uh, it, it has my, my career, um, our family, our relationship with Disney. Disney is my family. It's just been a perfect match. You know, I love my coworkers. I love all our def- destinations between New York and between California and Florida. Um, Disney is a perfect fit for me. And I'm so very thankful to God that he found this match and uh, he made it happen. And he keeps you grounded. I'm, I'm guessing it'd be easy. Oh, to be, absolutely. You know? <laughs> yes. I'm very grounded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I know all of, all of that as far as, I just take each day. I am very thankful for each day. I savor each day, try to love and serve and encourage others well each day. Um, But I know that this can all be gone in an instant. So I've just truly been thankful for for all the opportunities that I've been given. We're thankful for your time, Jody. And Theodore, you had one question you wanted to ask. Yes, sweetheart. Um, How did you feel about, um, I mean, how did your kids feel about you playing the part Ariel? (laughs) That's a great question, Theodora. Actually, I did not let our kids know that what I did until they were about two and a half years old. And I had (laughs) McKinley as our boy. He's now 20. He sat in a chair and I stood next to the TV and I played the VHS and I sang along with it. And his first response was like, don't sing, mommy. You don't sing, Mommy. Ariel sing. Not you. And I'm like, okay. And then he never wanted me to sing because when I would sing, it meant I would go to work. Now, he came to work with me, but so singing for him was not a happy thing because that meant Mommy was working and I didn't have her all to myself. Hmm. Now, my daughter, our daughter, uh, she was about two and I did the same thing. And then she was all about it. You know, she was happy. My mommy's Ariel. My mommy's a princess. You know, and people be like, yeah, that's great, honey. Good. Yeah. Good. You know, because they didn't believe her. <laughs> so it's very funny how a boy and a girl can respond to the same thing so differently. Yeah. <laughs> Jody, do you have it in you to sing one line, part of yes. your world? What would I give to live where you are? What would I pay to stay here beside you? What would I do to see you? Smiling at me, where would we walk, where would we run, if we could stay all day in the sun, just you and me, and I could be part of your world. Oh, 
well, thank you very much. I'm taking a bow. I'm taking a bow behind the microphone. Charity, <laughs> thank, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. God bless you and your family. Well, thank you, and God bless you, and lovely to meet you, Theodora, and I wish you all the best, sweetheart. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. That's Jody Benson, otherwise known as Ariel, from The Little Mermaid. We had her on February 11. If you'd like to get the full podcast of uh, that show, you're welcome to help yourself. Again, WFIL.com. Across the top, there's the podcast tab. Drop-down menu has the Tim DeMoss Show listed, and you can go through. They're listed chronologically in reverse order. So today's will be up there by the uh, probably 6 o'clock, and you can work backwards. Wanted to give you a cross-section today of the program as well as give you an idea of who's coming up. Joe, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I've completely lost my bearings. Are we supposed to do a break now? Yeah, all right. So we'll do that. Then I'll come back, get you a quick update on the weather and sports. Speaking of which, this program often will delve into that direction. We have a longtime uh, Phillies hero of sorts who was involved in the 2008 World Series win. That will play back a clip of that interview we had. It was back in November. That's coming up in a moment and another opportunity for you to win stuff. Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 434 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thanks for listening in. Forecast calling for a cloudy evening, low 38, staying cloudy tomorrow. Looks to be rainy the bulk of the day. Showers and thunder showers even high around 50. Flyers lost 3-1 to Montreal uh, last night, which is uh, unfortunate, not just the loss, but it's the team they're actually trying to pass to get themselves into the playoffs. They're six points out of the wild card with nine games to go. Still time, but... It's dwindling. Flyers are at Chicago tomorrow at 8.30 in the evening. Uh, I guess that was obvious. I don't know that they've ever played an 8.30 in the morning hockey game. Sixers beat Charlotte 118-114. Ben Simmons 28. J.J. Redick 27. It's their fifth win in a row. Sixers home tonight against Boston at 7. Phil's lost this afternoon 3-1 to Detroit in spring training action. Temple lost uh, to Belmont in NCAA March Madness hoops last night, so they're out of the tournament. Uh, if you're just tuning in, wanted to take today to uh, have not a reset, but just kind of a an update because uh, folks that I'll come across I haven't seen for a while. How are you doing? What's going on? I'm working at WFIL now. Oh, really? Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And one of the things we're doing is this afternoon show. Oh, that's cool. I was just talking with uh, through Facebook. That's talking. I guess it is. Uh, just today. And uh, an old friend who has worked with Compassion International, a great ministry that works with children. And we're writing back and forth. He's like, yeah, I haven't, I haven't had a chance to hear you on the air yet, but I'm glad you're on. You used to listen to a program I did years ago. And so I wrote him and said, well, you should come on and join me and we can talk about your testimony. And so uh, always planting seeds. And uh, the way I will look at the world is through uh, the eyes of Scripture, uh, I try to. And John 3.16 specifically, which just about everybody is at least aware of that reference, it, even if you're not a believer, you've, you've seen it probably behind the goalpost when the, someone's about to kick an extra point in a football game and the yellow banner goes up, John 316. Uh, banner man is Steve Taylor, affectionately refers to him in one of his songs. But the, that verse simply says, For God so loved the world that whoever uh, believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And so I guess I look at people everywhere, as long as you're walking around or you know, you're on the planet, you have an opportunity to take advantage of that promise from God. 
And so whether you're famous and well-known and have a zillion dollars in your bank account or whether nobody really knows your name one way or the other, you, you know, or if you're somewhere in between, you matter to God because you're made in his image. And you can take advantage of John 3.16 and take advantage of all the other promises of the word of God. So uh, I try to have the guests that we have on the program just kind of reflect uh, reflect that. And uh, also there's another passage, I don't know if you've ever read in, in the gospel, or, uh, New Testament in John, uh, James, the book of James, where it talks about not showing favoritism. It's James chapter 2, and it's um, basically an encouragement to not view people based upon, oh, if you have money and fine clothes, and to come to your church, give them a good spot. If they're not looking so uh, put together, hey, you sit on the floor by my feet. You sit over here, go over there. And uh, you may not actually say those words, but your heart can think that way and your mind can think that way. So all that together, this is kind of a culmination over the years of trying to think and view and treat people uh, the way I, I think the Lord would want me to do that. And I hope that the program models that. And part of the equation also is having people on who may not know the Lord, because that's hopefully part of each of our lives. If you know the Lord, that you have some friends in your life who don't know him. You know, Jesus died for you, but not just for you. So um, in any case, the program, I feel, I feel a lot of freedom in a great way because of, of these things. And so the guests that we'll have may come from the world of entertainment. Like we just had Jody Benson on little mermaid. We had jo- uh, Jody McBrayer from the group Avalon, it's a Christian pop group earlier. And right now I just want to give you a clip or a taste from the world of sports. Uh, speaking of Phillies uh, who, by the way, today announced that Bobby Abreu has been selected as their next wall of fame member. There'll be a, cer- a ceremony for that August 3rd as part of the alumni weekend that's happening with the, the 2009 team that, got to the series, lost to the Yankees, but at least they got there. So, uh, And John Brazier from the Phillies, I believe, is going to be joining us tomorrow to talk about that. But uh, that said, had uh, J.C. Romero, who, if, if I have my facts straight, he won two of the games in the 2008 World Series. He was the winning pitcher when, uh, when the Phillies won it back in 2008. And we had him on 10 years and one day. Uh, this last last uh, October, November. What was the date? November 1st? I have it written down somewhere here. Uh, I don't have it written down. Anyway, it was late last fall. We had J.C. Romero on. One of the questions I asked, and I'm going to play the clip for you here, had to do with the fact that another former Philly, guy named Paul Bird, had joined us. And in that uh, book that Paul had written called Free Bird, he shared very candidly that even though he was a Christian, he really had a lot of temptations he struggled with, and even things like not rooting for your own teammate because, you know, you want to hold your own. And uh, this is where that conversation with J.C. Romero of the Philadelphia Phillies 2008 World Series championship team picks up. That, that's something that sometimes, you know, like I said, you got to pray about it. And uh, I, I, me personally, I didn't have to go through that when I was in the big league, so I was real thankful for that. Yeah. But I could tell in the minor leagues, when you, when you sign and you see a guy that got drafted higher than you, and you see yourself and you compare yourself with, with that person – I mean, it's not like you wish him bad, but you want to compete. You like, you want to show like, hey, I, I should have gotten drafted before you. <laughs> I've seen that all the time. That's just part of the. That's just being an athlete. Yeah. But as a Christian, as a Christian, that's really hard because the Lord calls to serve. So our job is to serve those, and you know the Lord will take care of the rest. But it's hard for you to just leave everything, especially at a young age, and tell the Lord, you know what, I'm going to serve all those, all the people around around me. And this guy got drafted before me. I know he's struggling. I know his curveball is nowhere near to be. I got a good curveball, 
but I'm not going to help him. You know what I'm saying? That's hard. That, that's what I'm saying. That's hard for you not to do that as a Christian. Yeah. So you're going to help him. So, you know, it, it's a thin line, and I think at the end of the day, if you do right by others, the Lord will always always, always take care of you, and that's the, the way I live my life. Well, it, it sounds like you're really, it, it, you know, it's been a while since we, we talked, uh, but it sounds like you're really, you know, walking straight and true with him and, and being encouraged, uh, encouraging others to do the same. So we're, we're, we're glad to have you on and hear that. I, I don't know if you have a verse we could wrap up our, our time with. I don't know if you have a verse or two or any part of Scripture that's been in, in your mind lately or well, something you often think of or... No, I was I was always very very basic, and mine was Philippians four thirteen. That's the way I lived my entire career. Hmm. Okay, uh, I could do all things through Christ who strengthened me. But you know, in order for you to allow God to strengthen you, you gotta be firm and you gotta be rocking uh, walking on the rock. So that's 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 my other side of that verse. You know, allow Him, allow Him to strengthen you by living and walking close to Him. Amen. And is there anything people can pray for you about as we wrap up? I, I want to always offer that to people in case they have something they'd like to share. Nothing specific necessarily, but just any aspect. We've, you've shared a lot about what's going on, so maybe just kind of all of the above. <laughs> but far as life or far as an experience or far as something that I live with the Lord? <laughs> yeah, any, any of those things. Just that people think, hey, it was cool to hear J.C. on the air, and uh, as I think of him down the road when I think of the program, I remember J.C. was on, like, Oh yeah, he was talking about that. I'll pray for his. Could be family. Could be ministry opportunity. Whatever you know, the business you're well, de- to do. Well, definitely, definitely. If if there's people listening and uh, and they want to just give me their prayers, just pray for for me to continue to to continue to walk even closer to the Lord, to to strive to be the best uh, godly man that I could be. So every time I come in, in in contact with somebody, they don't see me. They see the Lord living through me. So I could be an impactful uh, uh, person to them. You know, I tell you something, and I wrap it up with this. In 2012, I went to church, and uh, in Puerto Rico, and a lady that didn't know me told me, uh, "Your time is up." She was praying for me, and she said, "Your time is up. Whatever you are, you are, your time is up." And I didn't understand that. Hmm. I play independent ball, do really well, play. Puerto Rican League did really well. Every league that I played, I ended up doing, you know, really decent to get an opportunity to be back in the big leagues. I didn't understand. I reinvented myself. I did everything in my power to to try to get back to the big leagues until one day somebody else confirmed it to me and said, your time in the big leagues is over. Now the Lord wants you to go out and reach those around you and let them know about what you live what you went through in the big leagues, the good, the bad, the, 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 the ugly, but you have to stand firm and you got to go and tell the youth and let them know it's not easy, but if you walk close to me, you'll be able to achieve your goal. So that's what I'm doing right now, my brother. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's great. <laughs> that's and something. that happened in 2012 and I retired in 2017 playing for the Puerto Rican team at the age of 40 years of age. And I was the comeback player of the year in Puerto Rico, throwing 29 on scoreless inning, and I did not get invited to a spring training with, with any team in the big leagues. 
So when you see stuff like that, you say, you know what? The Lord has spoken, and I got to listen and obey. <laughs> <laughs> it took five years, but sometimes it takes that, right? Sometimes we're stubborn. You know how we are. <laughs> Just a little bit. Well, you're an articulate guy, yeah. JC, also. Is there any chance you may get into into baseball again, possible broadcasting or or coaching or you anything? You know what? I don't know. At this point, I just want the Lord to guide me. And if I, if I could be a blessing to others, I want him to put me in the right spot. I know I did a little uh, color commentating last year with the Phillies, and uh, they hire uh, – uh, his name, I didn't play with him, but I think he's Carson. What is his last name? The, the color commentator from the Phillies uh, this year, radio commentator. Uh, one of the Kevins? I shouldn't know his name, but I didn't play with him, but he did really well. So that was something that I tried, and, uh, you know, I guess the Lord didn't want me to go there. So I'm open to whatever the Lord has for me at this point. I'm 42 years old. I'm still young, but, um, you know, where, wherever he takes me, I wanted to just be a uh, a positive influence. I just don't want to go to a place just to be there. Yeah. I want to do something special for the Lord and use the knowledge that that I, you know, that I got that I that I learned throughout my years and trying to share that with with the you know the ones that need it. Amen. Amen. JC, it's a real privilege to have had you on. Thank you so much. Ten years ago, last night, the big night. You wake up the next morning, or did you even go to bed that night? <laughs> you probably are so jacked oh. up. I went, I went to bed, and I, I just took a deep breath, and I say, thank you, God. You know, because you dream about it. You dream about it. But, um, you know, it wasn't until I really was on that, on the, going through Broad Street, and I saw the love and how many people show up over there. That's when, when it really uh, dawned on me. And the next day when I couldn't even talk, that's when I said, oh, yes, we world champs. That's what I can't talk. My voice was hoarse. I was done. <laughs> wow well it was a great it was a great season and something that I always enjoyed to look back on and uh and even greater uh as you mentioned your your walk with the lord and just god himself uh john three thirty yes, comes sir. to mind when you said about people look at you but they really see the lord you know where john three thirty, yes, john the baptist says he, he must become greater i must become less my son actually has it in his hat my 20 year old put the, yes. wrote that on his hat so he'd remember that he needs to become less yes. and god needs to become greater well, and, and, and we should think all that every day, my brother. That's J.C. Romero, relief pitcher for the Phillies on that 2008 World Series team. We had him on the Tim DeMoss show back in October on the 30th, I think it was. And uh, just today, taking time to play back some clips from previous months to give you an idea of what the program is about and share uh, my heart for it. Hopefully, if you've had a chance to listen for a little while, you've picked that up. But this is a, an example of, of why we do what we do, why we're here. And uh, I mentioned, we have one more segment to do. I did mention I would tell you who's coming up, and I haven't done that yet. So let me do it right now very briefly. In the next few days, we're looking forward to having Phil Robertson of Duck Dynasty join us. We actually had him on around Christmas, but now he has a brand new book out we're going to talk about. Also looking forward to having Kevin Max, formerly of DC Talk, and Phil Joel of Newsboys. Speaking of which, we have a Newsboys contest, brand new, where you can win tickets to see Newsboys in the Chicago area in a few weeks. Hit our website for details on that, WFIL.com. We'll come back with one more. Uh, oh, you know what? And here's one more. Dr. James Dobson. You may have heard of him. Child psychologist, best-selling author, focused on the family founder, currently with Family Talk, which you can catch weeknights on WFIL. 
I actually have a copy of his book, Bringing Up Boys, his classic book to hand out. If you want to win that, give me a call right now. Why not? 800-560-WFIL. We have a few copies of that to hand out during the month of March. So give me a holler if you want Dr. James Dobson's book, Bringing Up Boys, 800-560-9345 right now. We're looking forward to having him on the program the first week of April. Back in just a moment on AM560 WFIL. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. 452 AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. It's Tim DeMoss Show, looking to give away a copy of Bringing Up Boys by Dr. James Dobson. It'll be on the program first week of April. What's your name? Toyez. Toyez. Where are you from? I'm from Jersey. All right. Well, would you like to win a copy of Bringing Up Boys? Yes, that's why I called. Let's do that. Do you have? Thank you. You're welcome. Do you have boys? Yes, I got three. How old are they? 17, 14, and 10. Oh, good. This will come in handy then. <laughs> All right. Yes. Hang on one second. We'll get your address and mail it out to you. Thank you. You're very welcome. We have a lot of giveaways we like to do on the Tim DeMoss Show each day, and uh, that's one of them. One of the elements to our fine program you're just tuning in, we're sharing a cross-section of what the program has been about since September and how the Lord has developed it. We appreciate your prayers for it. Uh, we often will have a pastor join our program, and uh, you heard that Pastor's Appreciation Breakfast, A.R. Bernard, uh, being the, the guest speaker for that. We had another pastor from New York on not long ago. His name is Pastor Carter Conlon. He's the senior pastor of Times Square Church in New York City, author of a book called It's Time to Pray. And here's just a little clip of that conversation with him. Why did he write the book? We start off with that with Pastor Carter Conlon from Times Square Church in New York City. Well, what prompted me to write it in the first place is uh, I had a writer in New York City who's a a New York Times bestseller, and he said, I I really want to get your story out, your autobiography and writing, because it, it has been quite a story of what God has done in my life through prayer. And he said, I want to get it out there. And uh, I said, well, okay, we're gonna, we, we can do it, but uh, I insist on that we write the truth. We share the, the struggles, we share the downside, we share everything, so that uh, people who read it later on can understand that God doesn't take somebody as perfect. He takes us with all of our struggles, and as we continue to pray, the doorway to something extraordinary in Him begins to open. So that's my hope in the book, is that people will read it, and I literally close the book every chapter and just start praying and say, God, if you can do that for him, you can do this for me too as well. And so that that was my intent in writing it. Pastor uh, Carter Conlon, Senior Pastor of Times Square Church in New York City with us. You mentioned the word chapter there, which is one of my questions for you. Uh, how is It's Time to Pray set up in terms of uh, each chapter, is there a pattern to how you handle the book, or, or it's it settled into a, a rhythm that way? Or yeah, yeah, well, I start out in the beginnings, you know, just coming to Christ at the age of 24. I was a police officer in uh, Canada, and, uh, you know, just beginning to pray about issues of character that needed to be changed in my life, of learning how to be a husband, learning how to be a father, you know, so it, it, it was the basic battles that every, every believer in Christ fights, how the Lord set me free from... Uh, nine years of suffering panic attacks from the time I was 15 till I was 24, set me free really through prayer in, in one one minute in an evening. And then I fast forward, so it, it builds one thing after another. It's just that journey of just learning who God is, what He will do, of communicating with God, believing His promises uh, in, in His Word, and then ending up, in a sense, uh, on a field in Africa, for example, uh, in one of the chapters... Uh, 
in, in a civil war area between uh, nominal Christianity and, the, uh, and Islam, preaching the gospel to 500,000 people standing and seeing over 100,000 give their lives to Christ in one service. And so I just I talked about this all the way through. Of how, how did how did that happen? How did it build? Uh, how did how did I learn how to communicate with God? How did I learn what prayer was? And how does that affect other people? Under the the inference, I suppose that there's there's this preposterous um, whisper of what God wants to do in every person's life. You know, it's something that God only through our lives can do. And, uh, you know, encouraging people to believe whatever it is that God spoke to your heart that he's going to fulfill if you'll stay in communion with him and, and continue to believe him. That, that's really how it builds in the book. I asked Pastor Conlon also why it's so hard to pray sometimes. I've always wanted to pray. Since the time I became a believer in Christ, it's been a passion in my heart to learn how to pray. So I, I read the books, uh, Reese Howell's Intercessor, Praying Hide. I read everything you could find on prayer. I attended the seminars. And I, I found most of it was out of reach, or it was formulaic, and, uh, you know, sometimes you had to go through all this rigmarole to come in the presence of God. Other times you had to get on your knees, because that was the only thing holy, and you fully get this. I mean, I just, yeah. I've studied this. I've, it's been my pursuit and my passion. I mean, I, I started a club in Canada called the Five O'Clock Club, where everybody woke each other up to pray. I just did all kinds of stuff to the point of even bursting a blood vessel in my eye one time, because you had to pray with intensity. And then I remember reading in the Bible where Paul said, pray without ceasing. I, I remember thinking, oh, for heaven's sake, how in the world do you do that? I mean, I would die. I, I mean, an, an hour of prayer was such a labor. I mean, the, the fact of adding 23 more hours to that was just, I mean, there's got to be a reason. And then finally, when I just came to a point of exhaustion, the Lord just spoke to my heart one day. He said, Carter, I had a friend in a place called Eden, and I would come down in the cool of the evening, and I would commune with my friend, and I would bring animals to him and say, Adam, what, what do we call this? And we communed together. We talked together, and he said, I, I lost my friend, and I had a plan already in my heart to go back and not only get him back, but all of his descendants, of which you are one, and all I've ever wanted to do is talk to you. And then it suddenly dawned on me that I have the Spirit of God. I have the third person of the triune God living inside this earthen vessel. And I can pray without ceasing just by throughout my day. I just acknowledge his presence in my life, and I just talk to him. That's Pastor Carter Conlin of Times Square Church in New York City. Among the examples we played for you today, feel free to listen to the full podcast of that one, which was November 9, 2018, the one with Jody McBrayer from Avalon, Jody Benson from The Little Mermaid, J.C. Romero of the Phillies, and many more at WFIL.com. Lord Willem, we'll be back tomorrow to do it again. Turn things over now to Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries. He'll lead in prayer next. Thanks for tuning in. Have a wonderful evening. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.